0: Hello and welcome to The Funny Thing About Yoga, where we talk all things yoga
1: and maybe make you laugh a little bit.
0: I'm Gianna Gambino.
1: And I'm Bradshaw Wish. Enjoy the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I'm having so much fun!
0: Hey, everyone, welcome back to The Funny Thing About Yoga. It's me, Gigi. I just like the way that sounds because it rhymes. And my one and only boo thing, Bradshaw Wish, will be joining me in just a second. Before, and we have a guest, so there's gonna be another introduction in just a second. But before we get to that, I just wanna thank you all for continuing to listen and supporting and reading and reviewing and subscribing. And sharing with friends, it really does help us be seen at the top of the charts. And we love that. It really, that's the best and only way that we feel we need support right now. <laughs> so thank you. And then aside from that, because I'm asking you all for a favor uh, by rating and reviewing, I was trying to think of ways in which we could connect with you, the listener. And so I created a sub stack this is an exclusive podcast email list where we will give you more content than just the podcast. I'm thinking of releasing audio classes and meditations in the future, but the free Substack that is launched right now, you can actually go sign up on our website, kayayogaschool.com slash podcast. This is an exclusive newsletter that I'll expand on some of the topics that we talk about on each episode but also I've started a a film club. That's what it is. I'm putting out a list of yoga-based and also health and wellness-based films and documentaries that I will be watching, you know, two a month and writing about and sharing some of my thoughts, ideas and whatever personal murmurings about. And hopefully if you're interested, you can engage. So a Substack can be viewed in your regular email, just like a newsletter, or you could go on the app, Substack, or the website, and you could actually reply and chat and really interact with the post. So that's what makes it a little bit different than a regular newsletter. So if you're intrigued, go check that out. I'll also put the link in the show notes. Today we have on Erica Scribner, who is a yoga teacher and a yoga studio owner in South Florida, where I met her this past spring. I happened upon Erica's class through the recommendation of a friend and she trained with yoga medicine. So she's highly knowledgeable about the body and she teaches a class called yoga therapeutics. And so I went to her class. I've been on my own healing journey. And honestly, she is really great at holding space, creating community, and she's super intelligent. And I I think it was really helpful for me. I even walked away buying some tune-up balls. So (laughs) we definitely talk about what this style class is with Erica, but I also learned so much more about her. She has a very inspiring story about how she came to yoga and why she stayed with the practice. And I know a lot of you will, will really feel her genuine vulnerability and strength, and maybe even leave this conversation feeling inspired. So enjoy this episode. Hey, Erica, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being on. Thanks for having me. We we just had some pre-show chatter and I just know the three of us are probably going to take this conversation in a million directions. So in order to, to provide a little bit of just context, I'd love for you to introduce yourself to our audience and tell us a little bit about how you got into yoga and um, you know what you do now because you're a studio owner too and we want to hear about it.
2: Oh, well, I'm Erica Scribner, um, Erica Yoga and Unicorns on Instagram. And honestly, the, the space of the unicorns is uh, because I'm sober. And when I got sober um, at you know 23, it was just such a young age. And I felt like I was a mythical creature if I could stay sober. So the mythical creature I chose was a unicorn. And I, like, I canceled all my social media. I didn't have any friends from my past. And I, I moved. And that's when I first got introduced to yoga. It was when I was in treatment center and Mm -hmm. that was nine years ago now. And, oh, and what a wild ride it was. Mm -hmm. I remember like going into my first yoga class outside of a treatment center and this woman in all white gave me a hug and it was the warmest hug ever. And then I was just like, I want to be you. Like mm-hmm. I, I told her, I was like, I want to own a studio one day. And she was like, um, I think, you know, going and becoming a teacher first <laughs> would be very important. And yeah. I was like, oh wait, there's steps
0: <laughs> More there's steps. Things I got
2: to do first. Yeah. Right. And of course. I was like, I want to go all in. I'm going to own that studio and I'll figure out the rest as I go. And I did, I did my training with her and I just remember feeling so empty at that time in my life, you know, trying to figure out my direction in life. And mm-hmm. I had very much the stigma of I'm an addict, I'm an alcoholic, mm-hmm. and I can't accomplish anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it was hard for me to feel welcomed in studios and I had nothing to do with the studio. It all mm-hmm. had to do with how I felt and saw myself mm-hmm. and my original teacher, she She told me that like, you know, if you don't have love in your heart today for yourself, just feel free to borrow the love I have for the yoga practice. And I just remember that. And I was like, okay, I'll borrow all your love. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And until it just started cultivating in me, like sobriety made me be able to like start to see the world in color, but Mm -hmm. yoga allowed me to find love for myself. Mm -hmm. and of course you know day to day we always go in and out of that being like I love myself Um, but I can definitely say that I like myself so much and I have worked very hard to you know be the person I am and so many times I look in the mirror and I'm like is this really me like Mm -hmm. I went from you know using IV drugs to you know being a studio owner and teaching teacher trainings and having a full life, a husband, three dogs and a home and a watermelon garden out back, you know, like, how did this shit happen? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, it's so incredible. Um, The gifts life can give you when you're just moving the next foot in front of the other and Mm -hmm. like in the right direction. And yoga, yoga gave that to me in Mm -hmm. such a big way. And I got so addicted to all the trainings yeah. and that's where like my, my love grew so much. Um, mm-hmm. Yamas and niyamas of the practice, like all those principles was everything that they were talking about, like in the rooms of you know AA. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is for everybody. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is for every single person. You don't have to yeah. be an alcoholic to be a part of this. And totally. that's when finally I was like, oh, I'm a human just mm-hmm. like everybody.
1: It's mm-hmm. like all the same like stuff, when, just different language.
2: Yeah, Right. And that's when I felt accepted. And mm-hmm. I felt like I was going to be okay in my own skin. And I didn't have to wear that stigma or that label
1: mm-hmm. as
2: I'm an addict. Mm-hmm. We need to be careful around me. I can't go do this or mm-hmm. I can't do that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? I can go into a bar and sit there with my friends and they can have a drink and I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like it, it took time, but it was definitely yoga that really gave me that ability to feel comfortable in
1: my skin. Mm -hmm. When you were in, uh, a treatment center, that's where you started practicing yoga in the center. Um, Was
2: that in Florida? It was in Destin, Florida is where I went. Um, it was, I was supposed to actually go to like jail rehab and, Thank God I didn't. Um, I got to go to like a very bougie rehab yeah, on yeah. the on the beach um, nice. where we did yoga, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. remember the teacher, you know, showing warrior and things like that. And my ego was so big. I was like, my warrior is better than your warrior. Like <laughs> look at me, I got this. And oh my God, I was just so full of myself. It was it was experience. <laughs> we all you know start somewhere. <laughs> I'm sure it humbled you too, though.
1: <laughs> also okay, in that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also in that, um, in the treatment center. So you're doing yoga and I'm imagining you're going to, you're like, while you're doing the yoga, you're having some kind of talk therapy or group talk therapy.
2: Yeah. It, I think I, my ego was just blanking all that out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah, yeah. took a lot more of like getting past my bullshit Yeah, and a lot of, um, talking about all the lies that I had went through and Mm -hmm. not being okay with who I was. It wasn't until I got into like inversions and arm balances where I got humbled in the practice. Mm. And that's when I fell in love even more because my brain finally stopped. Mm. It slowed down. I could hear all the beautiful things that the teacher was finally saying in those harder classes, Mm. because my overactive mind wasn't going on a whole journey Mm. when things were too slow in the beginning, I was just way too much in my head Mm -hmm. and it was, it was hard to be present and, you know, everybody's so different of which, you know, style they get into yoga with and why they stay. Um, Mine was definitely the physical component. Mm -hmm. And then the philosophy is why I continued.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I think that's we, very, we talk about that all the time, G. Yeah, Sorry, is that what were, you're going to
0: say? Yeah, I was just saying, I was just going to say that we talked on the last episode about can you teach it if you can't do it episode. Um, For anyone listening, that's episode 23. We kind of like went into this side conversation. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Not necessarily that topic, but one of our side conversations is about like why challenging postures Are are necessary. It's not about like the thing, it's not about the goal of the thing, but it's about obviously what you were talking about, like the journey along the way. And I think for your personality type, as you just described it, which maybe I'm assuming, but I'd say you're pretty like Vata, like in the Ayurvedic sense, like in your head, like and pitta. Very pitta. pitta. Okay. (laughs) That makes sense. Very so, like your mind for those of you who are like, what is that? Like your mind is kind of like going a mile a minute and just cycling, which I think a lot of people can identify with that. It might be really hard to do a slower paced yoga class. However, it might be the thing that you also need for, to find some balance. So what are your thoughts on that now? This, you well, know, in the style that you're, yeah.
2: Yin is now my favorite. Yin uh-huh. and therapeutic yoga, which you experience like mild faster release. Those are my favorites because I get to Mm -hmm. really tap into like the subtle body. I can feel my mind slow down, but it took a lot for my mind to slow the fuck down. Excuse Mm -hmm. my language, but it did. And so when I, when I first. Um, Tried Yin. I was like, "Fuck this! This is horrible. I can't stay here." What are these crazy people doing? Why is this class completely full? And I am just like running around in my head. Mm-hmm. I remember just looking up every few seconds. And now that when I see students doing that, I'm just like, "I was there." Don't you worry. Like, mm-hmm. but it it's truly my favorite practice now. And I it's just everybody has that different starting point. I needed a challenge to mm-hmm. humble me. Yeah. And to throw myself, and that's literally what I did. I threw myself into handstands. I fell so much. And mm-hmm. it was just about how I got up from falling. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, even with the addiction background, how I got up from each and every time, mm-hmm. like, you know, I. I felt, you know, negative energy, you know, how did I combat that? How did I move forward? And that's what like those harder postures taught me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about actually getting into them. It was the experience, the journey and playing playfulness. Mm-hmm. How do we get up when we fail? Mm-hmm. You know, do we yeah. laugh it off and, you know, are able to, you know, have that joy being like, I tried because failure isn't like, if you get out there and try, you're not failing, Like failure is when we sit on our ass and we don't do anything about what we want to do. Mm
1: -hmm. Like
2: we have to get out in the world and experience that is success Mm -hmm. and we keep learning from it.
0: Yeah. I think that's well said. So to go back to that first experience of finding yoga in the center, did you immediately when you were done, like go into a training, like how long did you wait or (laughs) I'm curious about that?
2: (laughs) So well, cause it was first more about ego. I was like, this shit's easy. Cause it was, mm-hmm. you know, treatment center yoga, which is very simplified. You don't want to do too much, you know, craziness with people that, um, haven't moved their body mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so after that I tried Bikram mm-hmm. and that was intense for me. I remember I like, I lost my driver's license, you know, due to DUIs and things like that. And I would ride my bike and I would be so like exhausted after I crashed my bike several times on the way back. That was just ridiculous because it was just so hot. So and hot. I live in South Florida Yeah, and I'm leaving all kinds of yoga stoned and these endorphins and all this like going on, definitely not taking the right amount of water intake. Um, and then I finally found Um, It was at the Arts Garage, if you know where that is, Mm -hmm. uh, in Delray. And it was somebody that was also sober, um, Mm -hmm. hosting yoga classes every weekend. And when I walked in there, I, I finally was like, this is what I've been looking for. Yes. this is the practice. It was vinyasa. It was flowy. It was fun. It gave the options of getting upside down and playing or saying. And I remember just looking around the room being like, what's a crow pose? Like, what mm-hmm. are we going to do? Oh, that looks fun. And I remember playing with it so many times. I knocked holes in my wall, playing mm-hmm. with handstands in my apartment. <laughs> and I had to like paste those holes. But like, that is what I needed to explore. And I found so much joy. And I was like, I, I want to teach. This -hmm. is what I want to do. And it wasn't until that moment. And I was probably about a year sober Mm -hmm. and I signed up for my first training. Um, and the training was supposed to start in a week. I already put down the, down the deposit and I was about to put down the full amount And my teacher that was teaching at the arts garage um, called me and said, Hey, a year from now, I'm going to be doing a retreat in in Bali for a teacher training. I called that center. I canceled. I got all the books that my teacher wanted to read for that training. And I was like, I'm in. Mm. And I just, I started studying. It was like a 20 day, 21 day retreat. Very quick. I didn't realize that Um, you definitely need more training than that. Um, (laughs) The whole start to the journey. I I waited a year. I was like on, um, I was on probation with like a seven to seven curfew by law. Mm -hmm. And right before that training, I got off of probation and I was able to not only leave the county, Not only leave the state, Mm -hmm. I went across the entire world. That's so huge. That's amazing. Congratulations. (laughs) So good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was like, I was so much gratitude. I think I probably annoyed the shit out of everybody else because I was just like fluttering around the whole time. Yeah, I mean, like mm -hmm. that's huge.
1: Yeah, that's huge. Um, and also, what was I going to say? I had such a good point, which was, I think Erica, something that you did really well. And we try to tell a lot of people that listen to uh, this podcast and especially people who are starting to just practice yoga is like, there's many different styles of yoga. It's not linear. And you have to sometimes try out five different teachers, 10 different studios, like three different locations to really find what you like to go in and have one experience for 60 minutes. And it's your first experience. Like, I don't like that. Then like, that's not giving yourself enough time because the, the yoga sphere is so broad. And there's so many different styles, so many different approaches, so many different views and outlooks on philosophy, that um, there really is, as corny as it sounds, something for everyone. Mm-hmm. It just sometimes is going to take you. Why I love
2: yoga.
1: Yeah, like it just may take you a while to kind of figure out what vibes for you. I mean, I've taken classes where I'm like, okay, I didn't. It's not that the teacher was bad or that the class was bad. It just like wasn't my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was right. someone's and it was someone like, you know, the person next to me is like, I love this, this is the best thing I've ever done. That's great. Mm-hmm. So it's important as teachers, as practitioners, that we remind ourselves and our students, like try things on When people come to my class, they are like, it's too fast. Or like, I don't like vinyasa. And I'm like, that is totally fine. I do not take offense to that. What are you looking for? Cause I can point yeah. you in the right direction.
2: Yeah. Exactly. And I think that's so empowering when a teacher can help their student and not take it personally and help them in the right direction. It takes, you know, letting go of ego and being Mm -hmm. humble about it. Um, But giving that there's like, there's Ashtanga, there's Mm Iyengar, there's, you know, there's yin, there's vinyasa, and I've tried them all and there's Bikram. And Mm -hmm. so it's it's all Mm -hmm. about exploring. Right. And that is the beauty, the beauty of yoga Mm -hmm. is that there is so many different types and that's so right it's like try them all not every mm. flavor of tea is going to be your favorite why would yeah. you think that each yoga practice is mm-hmm.
1: not only that but sometimes you may go to a practice like you were saying which is another good point like I started yin and I was like I what is what what the fuck am I doing here like why am I looking up every two seconds my mind is racing to then teaching it and loving it so mm-hmm. like there have been right. styles of yoga that I started I'm like oh this is you know restorative is boring or whatever it may be. Like, I don't like I anger, it's too, too rigid. And then like going back and being like, I actually really enjoy this because as you, as you grow and as you practice more, you learn more and your outlook changes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so I have a question about, um, just yoga in general as a tool for recovery, because, I'm sure you have a different experience now as a teacher, as you did when you first started, because just from what we know now as teachers, there is so much, um, there, you know, we're encouraging people to connect to their bodies and for someone who might have been numbing through whatever form of, you know, their drug of choice Mm. or whatever it is that they are dealing with, like, how can you encourage or be sensitive to in this encouragement of like connecting to themselves in a way that maybe was something that is the opposite of what a lot of people wanted to do.
2: Uh, so it's like, Trauma, trauma informed language, allowing for that space to, if you would like to try Mm -hmm. rather than being like, do this, Mm -hmm. this is our next thing is giving that freedom to explore. And I think that's the, the languaging of the vinyasa class that I attended. Mm -hmm. It was Mm -hmm. very much freedom based for some other, you know, aspects I was trying before. It was very much, this is the pose. This Mm -hmm. is when you get water. You cannot leave Uh, the room. You cannot tap off. Yeah, like, yeah, I wonder different.
1: what style that
2: like, is. Rigid, <laughs> we won't say. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Since there's a cup of tea for everybody, I'm not going yeah, down anybody's Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, there's all these, you know, different ways. And even, you know, I went into um, vinyasa for a while and then I wanted to try something else because my life became so flowy and I was teaching all the time. I went into ashtanga. And Mm -hmm. I loved the discipline of that practice that challenged me to hold the posture, but I was also like five years sober at that point and that Mm -hmm. felt good at that time. Mm -hmm. So it's really just for anybody that's new, I think it's more about that welcoming language of Mm -hmm. trying out different things because when you're new into sobriety, there is a lot of structure that your life is now experiencing and Mm -hmm. it is, it's horrible. I mean, Mm -hmm. it is. It's just hard. It is so hard that first year, but the world and how it blossoms and takes a whole new light is just beyond beautiful. Like, and where you can go when you're not numbing, it just, you have to get through the muck in order to get to the other side. And so it's hard and so when you be able to go into a class I'm like I'm gonna start crying That's okay. um, going we've cried before class too we you welcome class. Because-
1: cry we talk about family trauma death parents dying it's it's really all all it's an open book here
2: yeah nothing nothing's <laughs> off limits um, mm-hmm. but when you feel welcomed in a class when you feel yeah. seen and as an instructor making sure to see these people mm-hmm. you know just being like hi I'm da da so lovely having you here and you know, I look forward to seeing you again, trying not to lay it on too thick. You know, it's finding that in between, but mm-hmm. like letting that person talk to you if they want to talk to you after mm-hmm. and not giving feedback. Mm-hmm. just holding the space. And that can be so hard, especially for me as like having the um, the background of it. And I will share with students if they tell me that they're um, in recovery, I'll be like, oh, me too. Because yeah, I want mm-hmm. them to also see they're not alone. Like, yeah, you're going to have a lot of teachers, you know, that are mm-hmm. in recovery. And because we're all different kinds of humans and that's mm-hmm. what's beautiful. And then um, also being I-
1: honest with them about like, hey, I'm in recovery and it's like, you don't need to tell them your whole story, but just like, just hearing that is going to be like, yes. oh, okay. That makes me feel better, you know, mm-hmm. to go into a space where like, okay, the, you know, I think there's this perception of, often of yoga teachers of, you know, we're always drinking green juice, drinking water and, you know, we're vegetarians. And, we, and we have yeah, all yeah. of our
0: shit together. <laughs> yeah, and it's like,
1: Muslim, I, like no. I know yoga teachers and Muslim don't got shit together. No, but it's, <laughs> it's just, it is, it's, uh, I think that like having that relatability, is mm-hmm. uh, quintessential to students feeling welcome, especially students who may like you uh, be sober and they're like, okay, like I, someone, they can relate to the challenges and the beauty of that experience.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it is a beautiful experience. And mm-hmm. I, there's the mantra of Om maripad Padme Om, the story of the lotus flower growing from the muck, you know, mm-hmm. and through darkness and into the light. And that is my absolutely favorite mantra when I started Mm -hmm. learning what that meant I was like oh that's me that's Mm -hmm. me growing through that muck and all the hardship and all the traumas that I've experienced Mm and you know look at who I am today like it just yeah once again like I look in the mirror sometimes and I'm like oh my god who the fuck is that that's so amazing like (laughs) look at you like you know I I I once weighed you know 200 pounds and I was using IV drugs and you know Mm -hmm. did not care about my body my being and like I I did not think I was going to, you know, live to see, you know, mm-hmm. 33, as old as I am now, you know, mm-hmm. um, or even have any of these experiences in life. I didn't envision a future for myself because I did not want to be here mm-hmm. and to be who I am today. And there's so much joy and so many people are like, oh, you're naturally a positive person. I'm like, hey, this took a lot to get here. This is a mm-hmm. lot of work. Yeah. A lot of self-reflection. This did mm. not happen all of a sudden, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Were there other and again, um were you doing any other things for your mental health besides practicing yoga and going to a like were you doing therapy? Like, what was your health oh, yes. and wellness like all-encompassing? Just because we I I think this is my experience, like yoga is great, but I also need therapy, I need medication, I need uh friends to talk to that like yoga Everything, yeah you know yoga is just it's a really helpful thing but it's it's one tool and there's many tools. So like what was your cocktail essentially not drug oh, cocktail so or bad. alcohol. Yeah but no I, I hear you. I hear you. What was your drink <laughs> of no, choice? So no. you
2: asked. <laughs> all of them. All yeah. Of them, yeah, yeah. All the shit underneath the rainbow. Yeah right um <laughs> anything to get me out of my mind at that time. Yeah. But um it, it took a lot. Um uh, my, my dad committed suicide when I was 13 mm. and it left me with this feeling of, uh, I wasn't worthy of living mm. for, yeah. and I definitely repeated that to myself constantly. Mm. I gave it a lot of power within my mind mm. and I, so it, it took, when I got sober, cause I started using, um, a year after his passing, mm. uh, I actually had to go through the trauma of losing him. Because mm-hmm. I never processed that.
1: Yeah. Oh,
2: mm-hmm. God. Um, and I remember being in treatment and just, you know, crying my eyes out, finally, you know, experiencing that feeling of loss and mm-hmm. wanting to, you know, hide and run under a rock after that. And I was court ordered into treatment, which thank God I was, because I would have ran away if I wasn't mm-hmm. court ordered at that point. It saved my life um, Mm -hmm. getting arrested, you know, if I didn't get arrested, I would not be here today. Mm -hmm. Um, so it took, I, I, I did counseling. I think I was in therapy twice, three times a week. Mm -hmm. I did IOP, which is outpatient after treatment. Um, so I was in a 90 day treatment center, left treatment center, went into, um, a, uh, was a halfway house, It's been so long, I forgot what it's called. Oh, that's nice. So it was in a
1: halfway house. You're like, and I'm still at the halfway house and I am killing it. I own a studio. (laughs) what?
2: <laughs> um, I did that for for three months. Um, halfway, I did um volunteer work at the um at the place where all the meetings were at. Mm-hmm. I went to a meeting every single day, sometimes twice a day. I was on that seven to seven curfew. So I didn't really have much time to do stuff. And like mm. I didn't have a life, so I just threw myself into AA, um, which is Alcoholics Anonymous for those that mm. don't know. And I was Miss AA, I can do AA very well. I was you know, <laughs> queen of every meeting, let me add this story in. Like, I just, I'm a very outgoing person, if you can't tell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I was flying back and forth starting at the age of eight years old when I was younger um, from Tallahassee to Key West. So I met so many people along the way. And I think that just really added to my personality now. <laughs> um, but like, I, I did, I did meetings, I did volunteer work, I did Mm -hmm. therapy. Um, And then, you know, yoga was just that ability to find love for myself. There were plenty of traumas that I had to process. Mm -hmm. And actually I continue to process them. Um, There's things that come up that I'm just like, oh shit, let me call my therapist again. We need Mm -hmm. to start another session. Let's Mm -hmm. hang
1: out.
2: And I'll just go in and have those talks.
1: Yeah. I, I think that that is just so important to hear. And I commend you because I think that often we can think of wellness as one entity. And again, it's like, there's a lot that -hmm. requires us to be, there's layers and there's, there's, um, different outlets. And I think that yoga is, is fantastic. It's life-changing. It is, About love and acceptance and inquiry and all of those things. But I don't think if someone is maybe suffering with severe depression, you know, that a yoga teacher should be like, just do more yoga. It's like, no, they need, yoga is good, but they also need help. They may need to talk to someone. They Mm -hmm. they may need to like get sober. They may need to, whatever it is that it's not like, we don't use yoga as this kind of like all encompassing. This is going to solve everything. Mm-hmm. Um, because it requires us to do a right. lot of self-reflection and a lot of work outside of the class.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, on the flip side, Bracha, I, I'm not sure if teachers are saying that I'm sure they are, but in my mm-hmm. own experience, like I, when I really, really got deeper into my practice is probably like one of my most like heartbroken and depressed states. And mm-hmm. I am, you know, guilty of only throwing myself into yoga at that yeah. point. Mm-hmm. And for a while, and I know this is so different than you know, substantive abuse in any way, I'm just talking about my just um the mental state of like grief, grief, and I guess the depression that came from that grief. I think I because I only poured myself into yoga, it like came back. Like it disappeared for a while. I was like, yeah, oh, I feel yeah, great. Point. Yeah. Like I yeah. feel great. This makes me feel good. It was like, you know, I kind of like attributed yoga to like healing. Like, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. for that period of time, it really was so, so, so healing. And it mm-hmm. did put me on the path of finally, you know, after 10 years of practice, okay, I'm gonna go get my teacher training. Now I'm really gonna like, you know, live this lifestyle. But I don't think I'm like even still fully walking in it unless I encompass like Mm -hmm. more tools for healing. Cause I, I yeah, I think I've, I've been kind of like what you were saying, Erica, like things will come up. I'm like, Oh my God, maybe I didn't really process that. Mm. And I'm someone who does so much talk therapy and I've always thought talk therapy was like the thing to do, but now, and this is like very, very new, a new thought. I don't know where I stand on it, but I just think you need more than that sometimes. And I'm yeah. like next week. And I, if you guys are curious to know about this next week, I'm starting like somatic therapy. I was like enough of the talk therapy. I want to see what happens now at this. Modality. I've done that G
1: I've told yeah. you that, right? I've done that. I really like it.
0: Yeah. I think I need that. that? I, I think you did I think like you a couple would... years ago.
1: Yeah. I think you would really, uh, enjoy it.
0: Yeah. I and mean, I, yeah, I can
2: Try Um, all the things. Why not? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's like the the yoga classes.
1: Try all the yoga classes. Try all the types of therapy. Right. Do your thing. I mean, it's something I have to, when we talk about ego, we all have it. And for me, I know that I can be judgmental uh, I'm just being very transparent when someone's like, I just have to align my chakras, and like when I get Reiki, it really helps. I'm like, okay, um, I just that's just not how I just to me, I'm just like it doesn't like. Well, I'm like, oh, someone's getting someone's you're literally paying someone to put your their hands over you. Okay, like you need to deal with your traumas. That's my judgment.
2: But
0: I, I think mostly, you could. I think I you could you have both. Not the older one. Uh, what's yeah, that? I think you could also have both. I think. And I'm gonna like just say this about you, and if you want me to cut this, yeah, no, out no, no, will, you can, no, it's you, fine. You, you like sometimes make up your mind about something. Very true. That and I'm like, you just like brick wall. Like yeah. I see, you know, Reiki as like one of the things you can do in addition to all of those other things. And I think mm-hmm. there's, I don't know anyone who's just going to Reiki to heal
1: all their no, problems. No, no, no. I think that also like- <laughs> one of, another one of my aversions to it, G, and like this happens in the like. When, this is like a kind of a big topic. I'll just say this and we can take it for what it is or go wherever. Is like, there's there's a, there's a not a lot of regulations in the language language that we're able to use, I think is sometimes misinformed. Mm-hmm. Like someone who they, you know, got their Reiki level three and they're calling themselves a Reiki healer. And I'm like, mm. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I think that that's problematic. And I don't think that that's the brick wall. I'm like, to, to, to say that you're a healer after doing a couple of Reiki trainings, I, just I don't know if I you, believe in that.
0: I just want you to go <laughs> actually get Reiki and then come talk I've to me. I've done
1: it. I've done I don't, it. I feel like I you have make done these it. things and the maybe not by turned the right into, person. And the person turned into a QAnon supporter. And I was like, what is going on? I can't do this. <laughs> my I, my uh, husband. Yeah.
2: <laughs> my husband every year he's like you get more and more woo woo every yeah. year like yeah, yeah. I will dive into something new and be like oh I want to do like acupuncture now mm-hmm. I want to do like sound baths mm-hmm. and, then, and now I want to do reiki and he's mm-hmm. just like what's next like yeah it's just
1: the more well, there my is mind nothing-
2: opens up to all these different things
1: yeah for sure for sure and again the point that I have to come back to as we're talking about ego is like why do you care Brad
2: yeah. Like, if it's worth, like, why do you, like,
1: what, what, what are you holding on to here? If someone, like, why do I care if someone, like, who am I to be, like, the gatekeeper or, like, the, like, oh, right. you can't call yourself a Reiki healer. They can do whatever the fuck they want.
0: I like, think it's because like, you so wholeheartedly believe in the tools that you are using that you, mm-hmm almost universalize them. But yeah, yeah. I think yeah, yeah. the power of the mind is so fucking strong that if someone wants to believe that celery juice is curing all of their problems, maybe it is because they fucking believe it. And the mind <laughs> right. is so strong.
1: And there is someone we know that is very, very into celery, I like, celery juice. Uh, it's no, but it's, had Erica, I like, oh. it's very specific.
0: No, literally it is yeah. like the entire medical medium community uh, that's yeah, where yeah. It's, it's from like the whole world I'm whole not world. calling anyone out by the whole any world case. except for except for yeah. you and me Bradshaw yeah exactly <laughs> uh, <and laughs> there, there,
1: there's one more thought to this and I agree with everything that you said Gianna and you know I'm always very open to feedback and honesty when it comes to where sometimes I have um Mishaps, Limitation. limitations, <laughs> limitations. I don't have a lot of limitations. I'm pretty perfect, but I have mm. some limitations. And I, I think, no, I'm kidding. I think that like the other spe- uh, aspect of this, Erica, where I get kind of concerned about other modalities, is like, I think that there is a opportunity when people are vulnerable, yeah, to be taken advantage of, and that has been yeah. proven in the yoga world. It's been proven in therapy. Mm-hmm. It's been proven in AA. It's like you have all of these where people are really, real, their their intentions are so good. Yeah. and there there are, they are right. people that are searching to heal themselves so that they can get abused. That's yeah. where yeah. I think that's where a, a major part of my uh, concern comes from. Is like I have to feel something out to make sure I feel th- to make sure I don't think there's anything weird going on because we know from modern history and yoga, especially in the West, is that there's a lot of abuse.
2: Yeah, yeah, but I also think that's with any modality. Yeah, that's anything. so true. There's going to be so people that are going to be conning others, and mm-hmm. you know, using that vulnerability. Whether whether you're in like finance or whether you're in wellness, it doesn't. Bad people are out there, and it's just mm-hmm. about sussing through what is real and what is not, and really trusting that gut and doing mm-hmm. your research on who you're seeing yeah. Yeah, and bad. what trainings they hold, and asking questions not just mm-hmm. trusting like, each and everything that pours out of a teacher's mouth. Like mm-hmm. it's yeah. at being inquisitive for your own like mental health and psyche. That's, mm-hmm.
1: that's such a good point. Um, and what was I going to say? Oh, switching up just because I want to hear from you. We did our, our, our 500 hour with Jason Crandall who teaches on glow. Who's also uh, does just Tiffany teach there. She yeah. teaches on glow. Doesn't she? I believe. Yeah. She is.
2: I maybe still, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. She did at one point.
1: Yeah. yeah. So do you, yeah. and you did your training with her? Some of your trainings with her?
2: Yes. Oh, how a was lot that? Of my trainings. Nice. Uh, incredible, incredible. Yeah. I it took me to a whole new level. I did a 200 hour, and then I also did a 300 hour before even starting with Yoga Medicine. Okay. Um. Mm-hmm. In in my 300 hour, I was like, oh, I want to learn more about anatomy, and I did one of her anatomy trainings, and I just fell in love with and it was online I fell in love with her personality through mm-hmm. an online training mm-hmm. and that blew blew my mind like mm-hmm. I I was never a big scholar like and there wasn't many things that I really enjoyed learning but yoga and anatomy, (laughs) I, it just lit me up for some reason. (laughs) And I just, I can nerd out about the tissues, about your fascia, muscular structures. It's just like, it's a sexy topic for me. Um, (laughs) Like it's just, it's so amazing. And so when I, I saw her, her joy and how she made jokes about it and made it very relatable, Mm-hmm. um and like different things should be like and taking a little ant and crawling across the spine of the scapula now when you fall off it's just like talking about where you'd find the muscular structures mm-hmm. and then myofascial release that is what ingrained into me and really allowed me to think about what was actually happening underneath our skin. Mm-hmm. So mild release using like balls, blocks, foam rollers, all of that to palpate our tissues, to release tension. It's like a deep tissue massage. And oh my gosh, I, I fell in love. Like it, it kind of brought in that forceful modality of vinyasa that like mm-hmm. distracted my mind. And then yin, which is like that slow and calming, mixing them together. Mm-hmm. And just rolling around on balls, my brain could not think of anything else other than what the balls were doing. Mm-hmm. And so that intensity level allowed me to stay present in my mind, in my body, rather than floating off mm-hmm. and to be able to really have that conversation with my tissues and be like, oh, that's subscapularis, that's mm-hmm. supraspinatus over there. Like, and I know it sounds like speaking another language because it definitely did when I first um, mm-hmm. came into it, but it just, it was profound. And so I started, I signed up for a training in person and my first in-person training with her for my 300 hour to be a therapeutic specialist, um, was in new Orleans of 2020 in, um, February.
1: So, oh, so I right went, before the pandemic,
2: I went yeah. Had a great spinal training. Came back with COVID. Oh Uh, god!
1: Not even knowing what it was
2: at that time. Yeah, not knowing. So many people from that training because it was a hot spot. Nobody knows what was
1: happening.
2: Yeah, and. And I came back, I was so sick and it was like two weeks and I just, I couldn't even watch TV. You had to be so sick. not you be able to keep your eyes open to watch TV and like be distracted. Like I love TV when I'm ill. I love it in general. Who am I kidding? Mm-hmm. But um, so then like everything switched to online and that gave me such a good outlet during that yeah, time. It's a great time I, to just be like,
1: I'm going to pour myself into this.
2: Yes. And I did. I took mental health trainings. I took the myofascial release training. Um, I did the trauma informed. I, I shoulder hip, all the things that I could do. Um, and then I graduated with it. And once we came back um, in person as a studio, I started doing mild release workshops uh, oh, nice. once a month and people fell in love. And I was like, so excited. All these people were enjoying these deep releases. And then, um, after doing it for about two years of those regular workshops and being sold out, like every single time, it was crazy. I did like stress release, hip release, shoulder release, things for runners. And like, I just, I having so much fun with it and, people receiving the benefits and the joy. I was like, okay, how do I make this into a weekly class? Mm -hmm. I called it therapeutic yoga because therapeutic is definitely a buzzword and everybody wants some like therapeutic releases. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like mixing meditation, yin and MFR together. And so now I have three classes a week. Well, actually four classes a week on the studio schedule of just therapeutic yoga. And I'll, all of my private clients now come to roll around on balls with me. Mm. That is why they come to me. And I'm just like, this is so much fun. Mm-hmm. And I have, I have people that are bringing their kids. So they have an understanding of their muscular tissue. They're like, please cue how you normally cue. And I'm like, okay, so you want me to just pour anatomy into their head? And they're like, yeah, do it. And so it's mm-hmm. just really cool that these doctors, nurses are trusting me to give this information to their kids and i'm like oh shit, this is amazing that mm-hmm. you i've worked so hard to get to you know this point of learning that information but it just it's a whole other experience too i'm just i'm very proud of the work i've done and i'm just so grateful for the mm-hmm. community that's built around me it's i'll start crying again it's just it's yeah it's, it's wonderful
1: well tell and, us a little bit about your your studio What's the name of the studio? Is it a one like what just tell us tell us about your studio when it opened what the, uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> so um it's called Ananda Yoga which which means bliss. Um I have a necklace or I still do uh, and it has Sanskrit and it says bliss and you know Ananda. And I was trying to figure out like when I purchased the studio uh what to call it and my friends like yeah just do it after your necklace. I was like okay cool. Cause I just wanted mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. embody bliss in my life. Um, mm-hmm. And I, so it was 2019 and it was this time, 2019 actually. And I got asked by another studio owner, Hey, what are you going to do about, you know, the studio closing? Are you going to be looking for, you know, other classes elsewhere? We would love to have you. And I was like, wait, 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 what? I was like, it's closing and it's five minutes down from my house. And it's absolutely beautiful. The build-out was gorgeous. And I was just like, wait, this sounds like a great opportunity. I went to yin yoga with one of my friends um, that night. And I literally created a business plan in my head <laughs> during that, that class. <laughs> and I did do like, I, I went to like Palm Beach State. I got half of a business degree. You know, I got half of it. Mm-hmm. And then I did my yoga teacher training. And my mom was like, you're going to go back and finish that degree, aren't you? And I was like, sure, mom, is that what you need to hear? (laughs) Yeah, I never went back. But um, um, I was like, I have like a half degree in this, a half degree in that. Like I just dabbled in all the stuff. Half and a
1: half makes a full.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that true? But like I have over a full degree in that. Yeah, Um, yeah. <laughs> it was all, all the things but i i created a business plan in that yin class and after that yin class i told my friend i was like thanks for the great class you know what i'm gonna purchase a studio and he was like what like you're supposed to relax during this <laughs> like, so like planning things creating spreadsheets um and In my uh, business school, I actually created a full like plan for owning a studio because if you recall from the first time I took that yoga class in Del Rey, I was like, I want to own a studio. And she was like, you need to teach first. And I was like, oh yeah, that's fair. Um, So I already had that in my mind. So I literally plugged in numbers that were already in a spreadsheet that I created for a business proposal. Yeah. In school. Um, I went to the studio that was selling and I, she hadn't told anybody. And I was like, Hey, how you doing? And I like thought I was being so sly. And she goes, you heard, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, yeah, she's like, oh yeah, we're not telling people because blah, blah, blah. And I don't want people to leave. And I was like, well, can I purchase it? She did not think that I was serious by any means. Mm -hmm. I was 20, 28 years old. And so, or 29 let me late twenties. And she, she did not take it seriously at all. And so I had to like email her and I was like, let's talk numbers. Let's get into this. Mm-hmm. And she finally was like, Oh my God, you're serious. And this would be great. You already teach here. Um, you know, the community and it mm-hmm. was a yoga and Pilates studio at that time. And yoga was not doing so well. Um, mm. you could just tell the previous owner was just, and it wasn't enjoying it as yeah. much anymore um, she got her certificate while purchasing the studio. So mm-hmm. she didn't even get a, a chance to figure out if she loved teaching.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's and a- yeah.
2: And so I, I, yeah, it's nice to, you know, just like my teacher said early on that I should start teaching first and then figure mm-hmm. out if I wanted to own. Um, and I'm so grateful I did that because I got to learn the ins and outs. Like I managed, I got to run the front desk and do karma yoga stuff. That's I've so learned.
1: important especially as a new so studio much. owner. Cause you, you know what it's like to be a teacher, you know what it's like to manage a right. studio, you know what it's like mm-hmm. for the front desk. Like you have a, you have awareness of the entire business of all of those things. It's not right. just, a, you so know, it's, like a, it's, there's a lot going on there. There's a lot going on.
2: There is. And you know, a lot of people don't think about yoga having all these, you know, intricacies and the minutia of it. They're like, it's, it's yoga. A business. It's easy. Yeah. It's a business. It's dopey yoga. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and I have a story on that one in a little bit, um, but it just, um, so I, I, I purchased it. It was 2019 in August. It I had the Pilates going. It was a power yoga studio. So I mm-hmm. quickly changed all of that. Um, and I lost pretty much all the members except mm-hmm. for probably about like eight. Wow. eight of them um and i knew that i was gonna do that um, because they wanted
1: power they wanted like Baptiste power yoga
2: yeah they wanted to feel like they've been run over um yeah of course <laughs> well
1: that's like also <laughs> very like, that's like very much the style of yoga that was popular in early to early like 2010 area to yeah. fix, you know, that was it was very there's a lot of that People yeah, wanted to feel like, like they've been done heaters, in. Yes, yes, yes. Right.
2: Wall heaters, but yeah. also space heaters on the yeah. ground too. And yeah.
1: we're trying so to get hardcore. A like
2: hundred, and I'm like, I don't want to be laying in a pool of sweat. Like yeah, you yeah. don't even have to have the heat, the room heated, and I'm going to start sweating. Yeah, um, and it's South Florida. So-
1: <laughs> yeah, my, that's <laughs> right, the thing. South I'm like, Florida, go I don't,
2: outside and yeah. <laughs> I
1: don't understand because in, in in Florida, my ex lived down there, so I'd be down there a lot, and I'm like, why are there so many?
2: Hot yoga, studios. hot yoga studios. I'm like, yeah. it's already already dehydrated as fuck. Like, why are I don't we here dehydrating there's,
0: ourselves?
2: There's
1: more here? hot yoga studios in Florida than there is in Chicago. I mean, it well, is wild. Yeah,
0: there's more here than there are regular studios. When I was like considering staying and looking for jobs, I'm like, where do I find the non heated studios?
2: Yeah, it's, hard. So it's We're hard. eighty-five degrees. Like, yeah, so yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, warm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's warm, but it's not like a hundred. You know, or ninety degrees. Like it's different, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, like you know, of course, twenty twenty hit, so everything shifted. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I went online after that point. I was owning already for about like six months. And I had a little bit more of a group that was coming and I, I hired um, all new teachers and I had the same instructor for the Pilates going on and um, her that back space because there's two different entrances to my studio and the backspace is where the Pilates was with reformers and all of that was mm-hmm. definitely what was carrying the studio in mm-hmm. that first mm-hmm. time as they had a very strong following, but it was not my cup of tea. And it was mm-hmm. hard for me to manage it, not being a Pilates instructor. Mm. Um, and that that was, that was very difficult. And I felt like who's going to trust me in hiring somebody if I'm not classically trained yeah. in Pilates? Mm-hmm. Like I, I just, it felt so inauthentic, but I trudged through it for a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, with that business mind mm-hmm. aspect. And then um, once, you know, 2020 happened, the lost years, as I like to call them, um, <laughs> and people stayed on for the Zoom. We like closed on a Friday. We were on having a pajama yin party on a Sunday and mm-hmm. went on to like Zoom classes every morning. And we kept the community we had at that time. I was able to get like the PPP, the ELDIs, all the mm-hmm. different things to help keep us afloat and came back in you know mid-June. And it just kept working out all the mm-hmm. things I was doing and the trainings and the workshops. And it just started flourishing and more mm-hmm. and more people came. Mm-hmm. And um, last year in March, I finally was like, I'm done with Pilates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I felt bad for the community in the back, but I was like, this is so hard. It was exhausting. Mm-hmm. I, I just felt like I was always trying to play catch up with myself. Mm-hmm. And when I removed the Pilates program, the yoga doubled, not mm-hmm. only in profit, but doubled in people, mm-hmm. all my energy being able to pour into the side that Focus, I actually yeah. knew mm-hmm. it showed so quickly. And I, I put in like uh, privates in the back, massage, mental health counseling. We use it for trainings and I redid the whole back room and I, it changed everything. I, I love, love the space that's been created by this community and everybody mm-hmm. coming together. And that's what it feels like. When you walk in there, I've never seen it. I mean, maybe there's some other studios where you experience it, but I didn't experience it very much where you'd walk into a room and somebody go, oh my gosh, you're new. My name is Erica. It's Mm -hmm. so nice to meet you. What's your name? Oh, have you done yoga before? Oh, I'm so thrilled that you're here. Oh, just feel free to look over at me. I'll show you the poses if you need to. Like, I'm like, oh, like I'm standing in the front desk and I hear all these conversations happening. And it just brings me so much joy that this community is so welcoming, caring, Mm -hmm. loving, and it just it's not where people are just coming in and they're laser focused, yeah. not talking to anybody mm-hmm. else. It's so chatty. I have to come into the room and be like, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, um, sure. and you guys
2: want to start yoga today?
0: <laughs> yeah. You've done a oh, real
2: much joy.
0: I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt at all, but okay. I just wanted to like, speak from experience. I was new and I happened on Erica's studio and I did feel like immediately welcomed. I, commend you. Like you do a really great job at just like being so friendly and welcoming to all new people. And you really can tell that like your heart is in the business, but it is about the community too. And those people, I mean, it's, it's a testament to you that the people in your community are sharing those qualities and they want to be just as welcoming to other people. Cause I've only been a handful of times to your studio, as you know, but I think especially in this area of Florida, it's something that was missing and you're definitely filling in that gap and you're doing it really, really well. And I know that doing it in those lost years, as you said, was extra challenging. Um, I won't go into it so much, but as you're talking, my sister has the same exact timeline as you opening up a business. She has a gym in Boca, not yoga, but she was you know, started around the same time as you in 2019, got locked down at the same time and, you know, rebuilding when you're a new business. Like I know you didn't say this, but it's, I know from her experience, like just how hard that is. Cause you don't have that existing customer base to like help you, you know, stay afloat. So all of these new yeah. businesses that survived, I just want to give like an extra pat on the bat, uh, back, back
1: not um, an easy time to start a business.
0: Exactly. And also, but it's funny, no. probably in our minds, like, cause we experience, you know, the pandemic in Chicago is like, even when I hear my sister talk about it, I was like, wait, you were only close till June. I was like, I was teaching virtually for like two years. I'm like, I, can't i i don't very know how quick we,
2: here i don't know how
0: we did that um but anyway um you you create a really really great community and i hope anyone listening to this if you are in south florida to go visit ananda in I always thought it was Lake Worth, but it's, tell me, Atlantis, Atlantis. That's yes, been, it okay. is in the
2: lost city of Atlantis, but <laughs> if you cross the street, you're in Lake Worth. And if you yeah. cross the other street, you're in Lantana. And oh, if you cross the other street, you're in yes. So That's literally, like, whenever you go to Florida,
1: they're it. like, you're in this county, but you're in this town. You're I'm like, what the hell is going no, on it's, here? It's like, yeah, it's yeah. so it's, confusing.
0: And I learned about your studio from Pedro, who, anyone listening to this, um, pedro's yogi memes on instagram and so yes. Pe- pedro operates out of your studio sometimes is from what i understand
2: yes. and doing his teacher trainings and it was his class that i went and took the in class with and i created oh, a whole nice. business plan oh that's yes. so
1: funny okay yeah
0: and so i know pedro from um costa rica my 200 hour days back in 2015 but he recommended your student he's like in atlantis and i was like my family's been living in Florida forever. I'm like, where the heck is it? Atlantis?
2: Atlantis? Yeah. It's this tiny little block, which makes me so happy because whenever there's any issue and I call like the police department, they're there in like two minutes. I'm like, yeah. Oh, thank you. They're like doing, they don't have yeah. much to do. So they'll send like their whole squad. You yeah. like, had, had an AC issue and there was like smoke coming. I swear. 12 firemen come <laughs> and then, Ooh. like, six cops all throughout <laughs> the studio with hatchets and like these big boots. And I'm like, what is happening? Did you all have to send the Calvary for that? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so funny. Erica, you're so easy to talk to, and we could talk to you forever, I'm sure. But before we get to our funny stories, I was just wondering if there's any advice you would give someone who's just beginning on their own sober journey or just beginning their yoga practice while being newly sober? Maybe this is something you thought of or haven't thought of. And I'm sorry, I'm putting you on the spot, but I'm sure in those early days or someone who's sober curious, there might've been something that helped you along the way. Maybe Maybe not, but if you do have something, <laughs> I'd love to hear it. Yeah, <laughs> I it, feel bad put me, you on the
2: spot. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, it's, for me, it was all about finding a community, and mm-hmm. you know, I mm-hmm. talk about how the studio. You know, my studio is um, very community based. And that is definitely by design. I want people to walk in and feel at home, feel like this is a second home for them and just feeling welcomed with whomever they are, like Mm -hmm. not feeling you have to wear any hats of like what job you have or Mm. whatever, you know, alcoholic addiction, depression, all these different things that, you know, doctors can throw at you and then Mm -hmm. we stick to our whole lives. And so I I say find a community, find your community, shop around, you know, don't stop Mm -hmm. at just one place and say, this isn't for me. Explore all the different wellness modalities and Mm -hmm. see what your cup of tea is. And, you know, whatever resonates with you, don't let others, you know, shit on it. Like Mm -hmm. lack of a better words, you know, (laughs) allow it to be safe within you. And if other people don't enjoy that, that's okay with them. You know, experience yin yoga experience vinyasa go experience bikram if that's your thing it's just all about finding that space where you feel Mm -hmm. at ease not trying to fit yourself into a mold Mm -hmm. because there's so many I mean when I first got sober I didn't know who I was Mm -hmm. I really had not a clue and just knowing that's okay it's okay not to know who you are and it's all about the journey of figuring out what does serve you and what doesn't serve you and allowing yourself to be open-minded mm-hmm. to explore what works for you. And I think that is the, the biggest lesson I've taken is just being open-minded and allowing my experience to shape the new me and experience Mm -hmm. who I am now and not letting my past define me never forgetting Mm -hmm. my past but not letting it define who I am today Mm because that can be a very much a burden of shame and Mm -hmm. guilt and Mm -hmm. that's a lot of the therapy I've gone to is Mm -hmm. trying to move past that um And if you walk into a studio feeling all of those things, just know that you're not the only one and everybody's driven to yoga for a reason. And Mm -hmm. most yoga teachers are driven to teach because they came to, you know, for mental health and Mm -hmm. it aided them and their path. And now they want to share it with others. So it's, we've all been there. You're not Mm -hmm. alone. You're never alone. And, you know, always feel free to slide into my DMs if you do. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey,
2: I, I love the, can
0: you let people know where to first of all i have the chills from that but please let people know where to find you and all of that
2: well i am erica with a k um yoga and unicorn there's little underscores in there but once you start putting that in it will come in um and you can always i will link know. it too
0: we'll
1: link you up <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. I know. I'm like, I can't change my name now. There's a lot of underscores now. And I'm like, maybe that wasn't the best. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm in there. So feel free to, you know, come join the community at Ananda Yoga, which is in um, Atlantis, Lake Worth, Palm Beach County, (laughs) any of those surrounding areas that work for you. Um, and there's also beautiful communities throughout the country. And if you ever want to reach out and just, you know, see where I've enjoyed practicing, I can always send you different teachers, different studios. Um, cause that's one of my favorite things is when I do travel, I go and pop into all different places and just explore the world. Cause you know, life is a playground. So it's all about mm-hmm. how you choose to play on it. <laughs> I love that. But yeah, that's,
0: that's me. <laughs> Beautiful. I think now <laughs> now we can get really silly. And okay, please tell our funny story. So this is the section we call the funny thing about yoga. And I'll start to kind of pave the way. I've got a really quick one that I just thought of as you were talking about going online in those first few uh months of adjusting to teaching virtually in the beginning days of the pandemic. And when I first started teaching virtually in March 2020, I was Doing a lot of the class, like I was demoing all of it to the point where I was like even demoing the shavasana. And so, this one particular day, I've been like actually taking a shavasana while teaching virtually. I have no clue at this point, like how to teach online or anything. Like, I'm just, I don't know what's going on in the boxes, but we were after, all winging it. Yeah, we were winging it these are like first couple days, and I got off of the class, it all ended, whatever. And I kept getting tagged in photos or and getting um, Instagram private messages of like people sending me photos. And I just jaw dropped. I did not realize what was happening while I was in Shavasana, my dog who is four pounds, she's a Yorkie brought her I call it her boyfriend it's a big penguin stuffed animal
1: <laughs> she likes to make love to it
0: yeah like literally brought her penguin stuffed animal onto my yoga mat like two feet from my face. I don't know how I didn't hear this. And just like went to town humping this thing for the entire five minutes of me just laying there comatose. And I have so many pictures and I'm sure it's like deep in my Instagram tab. You have
1: to find those. You should have seen them. Yeah,
0: of just Rosie mounting her penguin and me being like, oh my God. Sorry, but not sorry. That's hilarious.
1: (laughs) I have one, too, that relates to uh, online is like I would always forget that like I would turn the camera on like 15 minutes before class at the studio because we would have like in person and Zoom like we'd have both.
0: Yeah. And after um, a little while.
1: Yeah. So it literally, there's a video of me changing my shirt right in front of the camera. I look like I'm completely naked in the studio, just like standing there. You've told here. this
0: story before, but I'm sure most people didn't listen to every episode. Okay.
1: Well, uh, that's happened. And I also took a nap one time. After, you did. <laughs> uh, uh, did I tell the story? Where I took, no. a nap for, I took a nap for two hours on my yoga mat in between classes and they videotaped it and the studio put it up saying Bradshaw napping. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, how about this? That was at Zen Yoga Garage. And at the time they paid like Fifty cents a minute for the <laughs> streaming service, and it's your two-hour now Let's do the math on that.
1: <laughs> Whatever, I was working hard during the pandemic. Erica, what about or you? Hardly, works, working. No. Or hardly yeah, exactly. working. Or hardly working. Like I was working really hard, and then not working at all. Okay? <laughs> what about you, Erica? Oh
2: <laughs> uh, well. <laughs> I mean, there's some funny stories about during the time of the Zoom era, yeah. um, you know, my dog's getting involved. But honestly, when I think about a funny story with yoga is my first audition that I ever oh, had. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just completed my like 21 day, you know, training and I was just ready to go and teach. My like teach out was like 14 days into my training. Mm. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I cried after <laughs> a lot of information. <laughs> like the feedback was like, oh my God, um, stop, but keep going. Um I went in to go do my my audition and I the playlist got caught on shuffle. Mm. The uh, I did not meet the sixty minutes. I only taught forty, and I could not get the cat cow cues correct and the breath cues all in. And I remember coming home and telling my husband, "I was like, I'm horrible. It's all <laughs> over. i have never going <laughs> to teach. And like, I can't do this." And he goes, "Well, honey, was everybody okay?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> um, like, well, did anybody like get injured? I'm like, no. He's like, well, did you have to call an ambulance? And I was like, no. That's a and good, good like, husband. Well, he's like, that sounds like a great class. So like, that's fine. That works yeah. well. and, then, and then he goes to say, it's just a dopey yoga class. You made it. And
1: I was like, <laughs> dopey yoga class. <laughs> oh, I
2: oh my died God. Overnight. I love it. It's a continuous joke now. He's like, it's just dope yoga. Like, <laughs> like, it's my livelihood. Like, this is what I do. Does he and practice? He does. He does oh, practice. And he'll <laughs> definitely tell you, I've practiced, you know, longer than her. I started practicing before oh, her. Okay. And then people will be like, well, do you practice regularly now? And he goes, mm, well, she takes up all the yoga in the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> There's only so much space for yoga in our lives. And she takes it up all like, you know, just, it refers to my like addiction of being like, just get addicted to things. And yoga is, is my addiction. And you know what? Hey, it's a healthy one. So mm-hmm. it's okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, but yes, I love that, that is one of my favorite stories to tell, yeah. like even new teachers. I'm like, it's okay. We grow, we build, and it's gonna be just fine. Like And auditions well, are
0: terrifying. The fact that you did it is like the the main point, like just go and do it. Right.
2: Yeah. Like I said before, you got off your ass and tried it, you know.
1: I'm looking back because I just got a cat a week ago, and so my dog and cat are slowly
2: Getting along, becoming, getting becoming closer friends. to
1: each other. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to touch each noses. It's, happening. Nose. <laughs> it's and happening. I try like, to, try to, to we say have anything. To get this on video. <laughs> yeah, like, literally, 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 like, are they going to do it? Are they going to do it? And I'm like, I got my phone ready. Um, <laughs> Erica, thank you so much for coming on. This has been such a wonderful <laughs> conversation. We really appreciate you coming on. And also, we appreciate you being vulnerable and open and telling your story. So thank you for being Absolutely. here. And we will hopefully be in contact with you. Everyone go follow Eric on Instagram, connect, and we'll see you all soon. Rate, review, and subscribe. Don't forget. We love you. Bye. <laughs> Bye,
0: everyone.
1: Thank you. Remember those walls are built, Oh, baby, they're tumbling down. They didn't even make a sound. I can see your halo, 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 halo.